Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 9th. It is five minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We had an election last night, so let's talk about it. Specifically, the top of the ticket here in Indiana. Todd Young claimed a second term victory over Tom McDermott. He says his biggest priorities now will be combating inflation and also <laughs> cutting spending. What? what, what? His biggest priorities? It'll be what? Yeah. Combating inflation and cutting spending. Wait, wait, wait. wait Those wait, are wait, his wait, next big wait, priorities. No, 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 no. You're telling me that Todd Young, Duke of Spendingburg, mm-hmm. henceforth referred to as Spendingburg, <laughs> said his, wait, I think we've actually got some audio of this. I think we've actually got audio of Todd Young saying just that. Stop the reckless spending and start enforcing the laws. You people will eat whatever crap this guy shovels down your throat, and you did it again last night. And it really sucks that I've got to pay the price for your unwillingness to hold anybody accountable for anything if they've got an R next to their name. But those are the rules. I mean, that's the society we live in. Now, that's not fair. You said you people, not everybody listening, voted for Todd Young. Well, clearly the majority did. I mean, he he won almost 60% of the vote. And I know a great deal of people who, even if they were willing to scratch the ticket, still voted for Todd Young. And look, that's fine if that's what you want. I mean, you, you will know for the next six years you voted for a guy who spent records amount record amounts of money. And I'm not just talking about like in terms of Republicans. Todd Young is one of the most egregious spenders in the United States Senate period. He outspent Bernie Sanders. And the reason he does this is because you allow him to get away with it. Not only did you allow him to get away with it, more people voted for Todd Young. Well, not more people overall because it's a presidential year, but a higher percentage of people voted for Todd Young despite the behavior than they did the first time he ran. So why would he stop? You as a society have said, please spend us into oblivion. Please drive inflation higher. Please gaslight us about it. And this is what people need to realize because so many people this morning are waking up going, how in the world could these people elect Fetterman in Pennsylvania? You know the meme where it's the Spider-Man guy and they're pointing at each other where it's the same guy and they just realize we're the same person? Mm -hmm. You in Indiana are the people in Pennsylvania. It's a different party, but you're doing the same thing. Todd Young will keep damaging society the same way John Fetterman will keep damaging society for the same reason, which is people who go in and blindly straight ticket vote without any sense of obligation to hold our elected officials accountable. You don't get to stand on some moral high horse about John Fetterman if you voted for Todd Young, because Todd Young would have outspent John Fetterman. You are the same people, but you don't get to act like you're better than anyone else. You voted for the problem again. Well, a lot of people voted for Todd Young because, like Micah said, Micah Beckwith said yesterday that a vote for Todd Young also means a vote for Rand Paul. It also means a vote for Ted Cruz. No, it doesn't. It means a majority in the Senate. That is that is uh that is something and I love Micah and but he is so wrong on that. This is what 
people will look for justifications, right? Like in, in you see this in relationships sometimes where people will look for a reason, no matter all the red flags telling you leave the relationship, get away from this person. It's not changing. It's not getting any better. This person doesn't see any reason to change. They will look for one speck of something and go, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 look at this. But look at this. That's what the people who did it. Look, we all knew that the mental pretzel people were going to win. And we saw clearly with straight ticket voting that people put, many people put no effort into this process whatsoever. And the people who did put the process effort into the process, we saw markedly different results on the people who actually worked through their ballot. But we are Pennsylvania. It's just, it's the bizarro world. But it's the same stuff. You did the same thing the people in Pennsylvania did with Fetterman. So don't act like you're surprised if you straight ticket voted. There's no way. I mean, the, we talked about the first hour. The people in Henry County in their straight ticket voting elected a person with serious criminal issues in their background. They, most people had no idea about that because that person didn't earn their vote. They didn't do any research. You're proud of that vote? No, but they don't know they did it. The same reason they have no idea, many people, especially outside of our listing area, about the egregious behavior of Todd Young, which is why I laugh in the face of these people. Well, we'll get him in a primary if he doesn't listen to us. No, you won't. You're not going to do anything to Todd Young, and he's going to lie to you, and he's going to gaslight you for six more years, and he's going to vote for more gun control and more government spending and whatever Mitch McConnell, if he's in charge, tells him to do. That's what it is. Just own it. Stop lying to me. Stop lying to us. Todd Young said in his victory speech, the only way to make America great again is from the ground up. I'm carrying this message to the 92 different <laughs> counties around Indiana in the coming months and years, but I simply say to them, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of representing you. Well, look, T Todd Young will now, by the time he is done with this next term, have spent 18 years actively avoiding a real job or any job that involves applicable talent of any sort because he's a career politician and 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 he will continue to be a career politician and that's not going to change and you're not going to hold him accountable in a primary because anytime a regular person tries to run they'll do what they did to poor Danny Niederberger where despite the fact that the Marion County office to get his signatures back he turned them in was closed because of snow and he couldn't get them out the Secretary of State which is run by who? Holly Sullivan who is who? An establishment stooge just told him to kiss off and too bad even though he couldn't get his signatures out you voted for that yesterday you voted for that, a rigged system. Todd Young should have never been on the ballot the first time to be a U.S. senator, and you voted for it. You want this. If you straight ticket voted, you're going to own, you're going to own this the next six years because trust me, we're going to have plenty to talk about with Todd Young, with egregious spending, with more government, with more government control. He's not stopping, but we don't own it. Our conscience is clean. You own Todd Young. Conversely, McDermott said that he filed to run out of protest, saying that Young doesn't deserve an easy victory. And he was asked if he regretted, had any regrets after his loss. And he nodded yes. And then he added, you're talking to me right after I lost. So yeah, I regret it. I wasted 14 months of my life. By the way, McDermott did carry Lake, Marion, and Monroe counties. The rest of the state was all red well, for young. Well, that, that's that's just the state, right? I mean, we have we have created a colossal problem in this country where because people have moved based on their political beliefs or they have gerrymandered districts because of those political beliefs, because of the legislature makeup, because of the moving, where very few races are 
competitive. Think about last night in this state. There was not one race, I mean, of any sort of consequence. Now, there were some state house and state senate races that were within the margins. But you think about all the races that you looked at and said, wow, there are egregious, terrible candidates running. These should be close. Diego Morales, uh, Mervan up in the 1st Congressional District, Ryan Mears, the prosecutor. So I'm talking about egregious candidates on both sides of the aisle. None of these races were really even all that close. And that's because we have rigged the system. And in this case, it's the fault of the Republicans because you're never going to beat Andre Carson because of the way they've gerrymandered the, the House districts. It's Marion County. You're never going to beat him. Angela Grabowski was everywhere. She's on TV. She's on radio. Mm-hmm. She was campaigning. Mm-hmm. She was doing it. Not even close. Uh, uh, Mervan up in the first congressional district because the Republicans have rigged seven safe U.S. House seats. Jennifer Ruth Green by that district was an A-plus candidate, the Republican. She's whatever, five, six points behind. Diego Morales is as big a turd as you can possibly get. And he still won by 14% because of straight ticket voting. Yes, he did overcome a slate of controversies <laughs> and allegations. And Diego Morales will become Indiana's next Secretary of State. Jim Banks also won re-election. Ryan Mears here in Indianapolis. Marion County will continue to be the prosecutor. And Victoria Sparts defeated her challenger as well. All right, so let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, I would like to ask you a question about, based on the results last night, whether I succeeded in my goal or I failed, because you and I had a little text exchange Mm -hmm. last night, and you view this differently than I do, Mm -hmm. but you're a very nice person, and I'm not, so (laughs) I would be curious if we could have this this conversation. You and have our texting conversation on on the air. Yes. Okay, that's coming up from 93 WIBC. morning. It is 19 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Last night, Rob and I had a little text exchange. We were going back and forth for quite a while. It's like your Super Bowl last night, the election, as the results were pouring in. I was surprised that as soon as the first poll closed, which was Indiana, within seconds, the national media outlets were projecting that Todd Young had won. It was within seconds. It was so quick. Yeah, McDermott couldn't even make it to 7.30. Yeah, and at one point, <laughs> I because I saw a lot of people tweeting to you and telling you how they voted. Yes. Uh, and I asked you, do you find it weird that people feel compelled to confess to you how they voted? Yeah. And you answered. Well, and, and, and I, I thought that was a great question that you asked because um, I have been asked this in various forms over the years. No. Because I, and by I, I mean we, but but I, say things that so many other people think Mm -hmm. but are afraid to say out loud. And I'm not just talking about like regular people. I'm talking about people inside the actual apparatus of the Republican Party. Look, they know what a fraudster Todd Young is. They know what Diego is. But they're not going to say it out loud because either one, their jobs depend on it, Mm -hmm. or two... When you're in a group of people, it's very hard to speak out. And so I think why this show, and this is true, I think, about a variety of our shows on this station, are so popular is people feel a connection to us because we help them realize you are not alone. Mm -hmm. It's okay to look at Todd Young and go, you're a giant fraudster. Like, if you were doing this in the real world, you would be... uh, you would be on, uh, your picture would be in a post office somewhere 
But because you're a politician and you have a letter next to your name, you're allowed to get away with it. We say those things and we make it funny and we make it entertaining and we force people to put the mirror up and know what they are. And so I think people are looking for affirmation when they text, because, man, it must have been hundreds of people yesterday. And I tried to retweet as many people as I could and mm-hmm. put little, you know, just encouraging things with it. People are looking for, I mean, you think about basically thirty to 35,000 people be, be in the past four years in the same race are going to walk away and vote for someone new. They're walking away. That may not sound like a lot, but it is a lot. If you put 35 people, 35,000 people, that's more than half a Lucas Oil Stadium. That is primarily, if you look at the data, and we'll talk about it here in a second, in our listening area, that is a that is a, a success. The Libertarian is going to get, not quite, but almost double the votes that he got the last time. Is it enough to win? No. Did we think it was going to be enough to win? No. Did we think there was an opportunity, based on how bad Diego was, that he would be able to, he being Jeff Moore, catapult himself to more than triple what the previous person got? Yes. Did he do that? No, but... What what party wouldn't take doubling the vote total from the, the last time? Right, that's improvement. And a lot of people say that you're the libertarian spokesperson, and that is not true. You are a Republican. I am not. I am not in no way, shape, or form a libertarian spokesperson, a libertarian. I am a registered Republican, mm-hmm. a Republican in good standing. I voted in every Republican primary, midterm, presidential, municipal since 2010. I was elected as a Republican. I'm just a person who wants good people to serve in public office, mm-hmm. and I am not so wed to the letter next to the name that I'm willing to vote for any Republican that is thrown at me. That We talked about the first hour. Give me Ron DeSantis. Give me a party of Ron DeSantis, and I will I will not straight ticket because I will work through my ballot, mm-hmm. but I will vote for Republicans up and down that ballot every single time. And yet people like get such vile hate for me for saying, wait a second. For, they, for questioning. Right, saying, wait a second. No person in the entire time we put this out and we're talking for the past, let's just say the past three months when people got actively engaged in the election. Mm-hmm. Not one person gave an active reason to vote for Todd Young. I'm talking on Twitter, emails, the phone calls. Uh, the only thing we heard was, well, but the Democrats. Oh, okay, but I don't accept that as a, as a premise. I demand better from my elected officials than, well, but he might not be as bad as a Democrat. Same thing with Diego. Not one person has given a reason to vote for Diego. Now, one person has refuted. He was fired by Todd Rakiti. He was about to be fired by Charlie White. He spent almost 44000 on a campaign car. His military record has gigantic holes in it. The I don't even include the allegations from the women because they didn't put their name behind it. And if they're not going to own it, then that's not a big deal. But the most egregious thing of all is the thing he's going to face right now which is the voting issue. Mm-hmm. Nobody refuted any of that. It was just, you're a bad guy because you have the audacity to say these candidates are highly flawed. No, and I'm not under any delusion that the people I voted for yesterday were going to win, and we said as much. But I walk out of there with my conscience clean, knowing I don't own any of the crap that Diego Morales puts the Republican Party through or any of the crap Todd Young pulls in Washington. It's very much like a confessional, and that's what it seemed like on Twitter with your account as people were saying to you, I voted Libertarian, or I voted for Todd Young, but this is why. Like, they had to justify it. And my take on it was, Rob, that you're creating a community that hasn't had a voice. A lot of people agree with you and now they're feeling like it's okay to say the same things that 
you feel. Yeah, and so I asked you, I said, I was posing the question, did I fail yesterday? Because you know my old saying, every time Todd Young loses a vote, an angel gets its wings. Mm -hmm. But, uh, (laughs) of course, we're kidding when we say that. But I looked at the vote in our, look, we're not a nationally syndicated show. Mm -hmm. We are an Indianapolis-based talk show on a radio station that covers predominantly central Indiana. Now, you can get at various points of the station from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between. But the majority of our listening base and coverage area is central Indiana. So while there's no way you can hold a guy accountable for statewide vote tallies, but here are the votes in our listening area. Let's just go with it. Uh, if 10% was the goal, Shelby County, 11.2%. Johnson County, 9.7%. Morgan County, 10%. Hendricks County, 10.6%. Boone County, 9.7%. Hamilton County, 8.3%. Uh, just pick some more of these over here uh, where you can hear us. Uh, Brown County, 11%. Bartholomew County, 7.4%. Uh, Putnam County, 10.4%. So he, where we are, by mm-hmm. our goal, my goal, whatever... Because I thought this would make better candidates going forward. Why, why people would be so mad that a broadcaster is like, man, we really need better candidates. And here's a great way to get better candidates and hold Republicans accountable. Well, that's outrageous that he wants to hold Republicans accountable. So if we got the 10%, which was the goal in the listing area where I have, I guess, some moda, m- m- small form of influence, mm-hmm. did I succeed? I would say yes. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. That's the question. Ultimately, the guy didn't get what I wanted. But if where I have the ability to influence people, he did. I don't look at it. I guess like I failed at all. Yeah. No. I think I think you did. You're making a difference, and a lot of people have told you over you know the months that they've learned a lot. And and and, and you you've opened a lot of people's eyes to things about per- straight ticket voting. I. I used to be a straight ticket voter. Yesterday when I voted, I did not vote straight ticket. Probably the first time in my life. Yeah. The um, the. The goal here, and we've always said this, is to entertain and educate. Those are our two goals. And in terms of waking people up, let's face it, the vast majority of people had no idea before this year what the Secretary of State did. And there are hundreds of thousands of people, regardless of who you voted for, you now know Mm -hmm. what the Secretary of State's office does. You now know the important role it plays in our elections, in our businesses, et cetera. So maybe, hopefully... You now better know how to hold Diego or whatever hand-selected choice Holcomb may make in the future Mm -hmm. accountable Mm -hmm. when they're Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. So you can hate me. You're educated. You are entertained. My work is done here. Our work is done here. It was a successful election season. You have broad shoulders. You can handle it as well. It is 20 minutes, 28 minutes after 10. And coming up, we're going to hear from you with your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. I'm not in it. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. If you have a question, comment, smart remark, it's time to hear your voicemails, and we appreciate your contribution to the show. Who do we have on deck this morning, Rob? Well, I think people are going to start talking about this whole bunch, and this lady wanted to be first out of the gate. She's uh, wanting to weigh in on the uh, future of the Republican Party. Guys, I am so sick of hearing about DeSantis and Trump. We all know DeSantis cannot win. He's not qualified. He's under 70, and he's sound of mind. Why do you think our economy is so great? Our current president has votes. 
And when walnut cracks, they're probably <laughs> going to put better stroke in instead. Just saying. Oh, we're so f- <laughs> now normally we don't allow profanity on the uh, hotline but that was so good that uh, <laughs> i, that I love there. that just this the sarcasm just oozing out of the speakers on that one well it is interesting too because especially after last night you are starting to see more and more people publicly say this that unless you are living on on a fantasy island somewhere who should be the face of the republican party a guy whose candidates are at best pushing, in many cases, just total embarrassments. The guy in New Hampshire who he endorsed got smoked. Oz got beat by Fetterman. Uh, who knows, in Arizona with, with Masters, it's super close. I mean, Walker's going to go to a runoff. What do you want when people look at your party? And this, when you are running for president, you are running to be the face of the party. Mm-hmm not just in that moment in time. I mean, you're not just running for yourself, right? I'm not running for president. I'm running to be what people think of when they think of this party. How could you not, especially after last night, want that to be Ron DeSantis? Yeah, I mean, he scored so big in Florida. It was one for the record books. And not only was it the margin of victory that was just so astounding, something else emerged out of Ron DeSantis's huge win in Florida was the Hispanic voters and how they're all shifting for their long-term alliance to the Republicans. And that is something that more people who are going to run for office in the future are going to wake up to. People like, and Ron DeSantis ran on because he governed as, the idea of liberty and freedom. Mm -hmm. And what he said is, we want you to live your life as you see fit, and we will leave you alone and allow you to do that. And in the case where radical leftism attempts to pull bull crap, especially as it comes to indoctrinating children, we will intervene and stop that. That is why he won overwhelmingly. It is not a red state that he, well, it is now, but it was not a previously red state. It was the most coveted swing state in the union until last night. And it's over. And it's all Ron DeSantis. And it's all the way he governed. Well, he was able to coalition build. When he ran the first time, he did not win overwhelmingly as governor of Florida. But what he did this time is he went up and down that state. First time a GOP governor has won Miami-Dade County since 2002. And in fact, I think we've got, Kevin, real quick, in the in the folder there, we've got audio of Ron DeSantis talking about how he won a whole bunch of people who did not vote for him the last time. And I realize I'm hitting Kevin with this as we're live on the air. You got that? Can we play that real quick? Now, we're still uh, telling the votes, but it's clearly apparent that this election, we will have garnered a significant number of votes from people who may not have voted for me four years ago. And I just want to let you know, I am honored to have earned your trust and your support over these four years. That's how, that, that, thank you, Kevin. That's how you do it. You don't just speak to a base. You say, look, I was fortunate enough to win. There are people out there that are wanting me to prove it, and I'm going to prove it to those people and believe that all votes are in play all the time. Mm-hmm. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And he got Leon County as well, which is the capital of Florida, which is very similar to Marion County in Indiana, where it has traditionally been blue. But Ron DeSantis did it. He he took his, his home county and the rest of Florida, clearly becoming the new face of the Republican Party and uh, having people walk away from Donald Trump. 
All right, uh, we got a call about Fetterman. Good morning, Casey. This is Mike from the north traveling towards Indianapolis. I love listening to you and your sidekick, uh, <laughs> Mr. Rob. Anyway, I've just got to hear Casey's take on this Fetterman win. How in the world does a man that couldn't pass the requirements to be a Boy Scout leader get elected? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I hearing the music in the background of deliverance? Well, I guess maybe he got elected because he had so much in common with Joe Biden. Okay, so Pennsylvania, a blue state, like we've talked about in the past, and just how you, you know, we sit here in Indiana, which is typically a red state. People just go and straight party vote. And that's what happened with Fetterman, I believe. He had all of the momentum early on, and it wasn't until the debate, which happened rather late, that Oz started surging. It just happened too late. And it it was so close, but it was... The same thing that happened here, just the other letter. Right. I mean, you think about if you're going to sit there and go, how could anybody vote for a guy who who watched anybody watch that debate vote for that guy? People have the exact right. The people have the right to ask you the exact same question. How could you vote for a guy who added eleven trillion dollars to the national debt and spiked inflation? Don't act like you're super offended for those people who voted for Fetterman because you voted for Todd Young. They're going to ask the same questions about you. You are the same people. You're the Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other. I I hope that sticks with people. If anything, get anything out of that show today. The the young voter. And the Fetterman voter, if you're a straight ticket person, they're both highly egregious people, and you did it the same way as they did it. You're not really any different. Right. Uh, One more call. Somebody called about the two-party system, which obviously, again, on full display last night in the power of straight ticket voting. Amen, Rob. The people declaring the two-party system a problem. When are they going to wake up and do that? I've been saying it's a problem for over 30 years. It's a rigged system. Everybody knows once somebody gets in office, then they get reelected and become what's so-called a career politician. They don't do anything. The only thing they care about and or vote about is whatever keeps them in office and keeps that gravy train rolling. Yeah, he's right. And again, last night, People had an opportunity, or yesterday, or the past month, since that's how we do early voting now. Right. You had an opportunity to send a message to the Republican Party. I mean, for all this stuff we hear about how tired people were of Holcomb and the spending and the inflation, people keep having opportunities to send messages to these people, young, Holcomb, whatever, and they don't do it. They talk big. They they say they're mad. They say they're angry. And then they get in the booth and they vote out of fear. That's how Holcomb got reelected. So many Republicans, if every Republican who said, I'm done with Holcomb, would have voted for Rainwater, he would have ended up with 20, 25%. They chickened out at the end. Same thing happened with Todd Young. So many people knew what he was and voted for him. And then they'll be mad when Holcomb keeps doing what he's doing and when Young keeps doing what he's doing. And so many people who knew what Diego was and had a perfect opportunity to not only punish the Republicans for nominating a terrible candidate, but also help 
create a building block by which a third party had a viable puncher's chance to hold these Republicans accountable. That's what we wanted. For you people who are like pointing at me and laughing because you're excited that Diego got in there, why wouldn't you want Republicans to be held accountable? You clearly don't have a way to do it because look at the people who hold all the offices. Here was a viable way for a third party to be able to prop itself up and start getting really good people to run for public office. And it's not going to happen now. The libertarians will be back to be in a party that gets somewhere between three and six percent in most elections based, you know, other than unless there's an anomaly like the COVID year with rainwater. And I guess that's what people want. And that's OK. But you're going to be the same people are going to be complaining about the record government, the record taxation, the record spending from Todd Young and the Indiana Republican Party at the state house, the state Senate. I don't understand how those two things can be. You had an opportunity. You didn't take it, but then you're going to complain about what you voted for. Why'd you vote for it if you don't want it? I, I never understand that. All right, uh, Hammer's next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And at some point, Rob, we also have to talk about J.D. Vance in Ohio. Oh, yeah. And what happened there. Sure. And the $30 million it took to win that state. Another Trump-endorsed candidate that made it way closer than it should have been. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1050 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammers in the studio. And I would just like to add one last thing. We had a question about Fetterman versus Oz in our last segment. And another reason I believe Fetterman won $1.6 million over Oz. Fetterman had $4.2 million. Oz only had two point five. And you got to follow the money but in you a know lot what, of these though, elections. That's on Trump and that's on freaking Sean Hannity, too. I was so sick of Sean Hannity propping up Dr. Oz like he's going to be the second coming of the greatest American president here. Uh, No, Dr. Oz was never a good candidate. And we have been saying this on our afternoon show for a long time. You call him a fraud. He was a fraud. Mm -hmm. People hate it when you move into state just to basically carpet bag and try to steal an election. Now, moving into a congressional district in 2018 and voting where your homestead credit is. Well, I guess I didn't like that either because he got third place. (laughs) Hi, Diego. (laughs) Hope you're doing okay. Enjoy the next six months. Had it been the other Pennsylvania Senate candidate, just that boring dude in the primary, I think that guy would have won. But the folks in Pennsylvania were like, we'd rather send this mentally unstable, extreme, extreme fester looking goon to be our senator compared to some dude who doesn't even really live in our state. And that's on Trump and that's on Sean Hannity for propping that nerd up. Do you think Fetterman will wear his hoodie? Oh, I don't know. But, 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 but it, it is, when he goes to work. It's the same issue there, though, that it is here. And for anybody, and I know we've talked about this many times, though, t- throughout the course of the day, the straight ticket voting in Pennsylvania put Fetterman over the top. Well, if you did it here, because there's no way you know everyone on your ballot, you gave consent to people. We talked numerous times about that guy in Henry County who got elected, who's got serious issues related to criminal behavior in his background, who people voted for. But do you think in the isolated case of Pennsylvania, not anywhere else, had it been anybody but Dr. Oz, had it been a traditional politician 
Do you think that Fetterman will be going off to the Senate today? Maybe because the jelly bean counting in Philadelphia is so creative. I I, I don't know. I see what you're saying though. Boz was a terrible was a terrible candidate. Seeing of terrible candidates, Ryan Mears will be getting four more years. Oh yeah, landslide win here in Marion County last night, <laughs> and apparently everybody in the city of Indianapolis and the surrounding areas that make Marion County feel like 200 homicides a year is the new norm. And that's okay. And again, straight ticket voting. Rob, I know you guys, Casey, you've been talking about this all morning. When you look at the analytics coming out of Marion County, straight ticket voting Democrats. And of course, it's a very, very blue uh, county. There's no possibility of a Republican winning in Marion County anymore. After what I've seen last night, after the last couple of years of what we've had of crime and lawlessness here in Marion County, specifically Indianapolis, for him to win in that type of landslide, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you tip your hat to him and you tell the Republicans, do not spend another dollar in Indianapolis because there's nothing you can do. I mean, how, the vote of no confidence he had, uh, Cindy Carrasco was backed by the FOP, and yet he still wins. So Didn't I guess, I guess uh, straight well, ticket voting blue, it will be that way until something dramatic happens in this county. And what it also does is it discourages anybody good who was looking at running for mayor because you look at it and say, if he, they couldn't do any better against Mears, who was like, Totally should have on paper been the most beatable person in the world. Right. Why would anybody good want to want to run for mayor in this city? Because they know people just blindly vote for Hogshead again. Well, that's going to be Dan Dockage soon. Yeah, Dan Dockage <laughs> is smarter than that. And so is Abdul. I know those guys are looking at that last night going, no, I mean, seriously, why would anybody good want to run? Right. Look at how beatable and how vulnerable Ryan Mears was. The way that he dropped the ball on the FedEx massacre, ignoring the red flag, the way he's treated the victims. He didn't even take the phone call last night of Cindy when she was trying to call and concede. Like, this is apparently the new norm in Marion County. What's coming up? More talk about what happened last night. Uh, We've got Tony Kennett talking about some of these school board races. The side piece with Casey Daniels and a lot more. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.